Wherever you are, please, I'd like you to stand. We have gathered here for a time of congregational worship. But I'd like to steal a few minutes from this time of congregational worship and let us have personal communion worship. So I'd like you to focus. I know you have neighbors, you have people everywhere. But these few minutes, just, just focus on Jesus and lift your heart. And I just want us to have communion with Jesus. yourself tonight. Sing it. Savior. Call him Savior. Savior. One more time. Call him Savior. Savior. Man, you saved. Come to worship you. That's why I came. The man you saved has come to worship. Can somebody call him helper? Give life, give here to bless. 
Welcome to the Hope Universe, a live podcast with the catalyst of becoming and your destiny midwife, Dr. Hosaya Tagara. Get ready for transformation, reformation, and destiny explosion until you become. Thanks for tuning in.
Greetings to you all, family, friends, followers, and partners. I hope I find you all in perfect peace. Welcome to Hope Universe. I welcome you to Hope Universe live on Podbean. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. We love you and we thank God so much for you. what a wonderful day that the Lord has made for us tonight to have a wonderful moment in His presence uh, to pray and to hear the mind of God from the teaching of our Father. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, if you are ready to pray, then I see some engagements in the comment section. 
Let's encourage each other to pray. Let's encourage each other to pray. Thank you very much for joining. Thank you very much for sharing. I see those that are sharing, Minister Believe. Thank you very much for sharing. Uh, we thank God so much for you. I encourage you all to keep on sharing this podcast. Let's keep on sharing. Let's keep on sharing. Let somebody know that Hope Universe is live. Take, take some, share with someone on, on your WhatsApp status or call someone, use Messenger, any means that you can use to let someone know that Hope Universe is live. Thank you very much for sharing. Let's continue to share. Let's continue to share. Let somebody know. Let somebody know. At least five people. That's, that's another form of preaching. Let people know that Hope Universe is live. They have to hear the good news. They have to hear the good news that we have here. Uh, if you're ready to pray, come on, come on, come on. Let's engage in the comment section. If you are ready to pray, let's engage in the comment section. Prayer has already started. Prayer has already started. Um, let me encourage you also to, to, to follow those that have followed our page. I encourage you to follow. Just go to Hope this profile. You'll see an option to follow there. It's, it's for your own good. It's for your own good, trust me. It's for your own good. Thank me later. Please do so so that you will be notified of all our programs that we are posting because we have a lot that's coming. Actually, I have good news for you tonight uh, that we there's a conference that's coming. A conference that's coming. You don't want to miss that conference. Uh, it's going to be life transforming. A very powerful conference that we are going to have here live on Podbean and uh, you don't want to miss it for anything so from Friday let somebody know and make sure that you have enough data and you you you, you are not disturbed by anything you set aside that time to hear the word of God and to learn from the word of God. So thank you very much. That's the good news that I have for you tonight. Um, let's continue to share. Let's continue to share. Let's continue to share. Thank you very much for those that are sharing. To those that are joining us, welcome to God. Welcome, welcome. I, wo- I welcome you all to open this live. Let's continue to share. Our Father is here tonight. As usual, our Father is here tonight to teach us, to take us deep into the things of the living God. So let's continue to share. Let's continue to share. If you love Him, if you love our parents, show them some love. Show them some love. If you learned something from yesterday's teachings about burdens, you can also put a piece. You can put a some revelations that you picked or some notes that you jotted down you can share with us in the comment section anything that you picked from yesterday's teaching thank you very much for all your engagements we really appreciate uh, 
I just want to thank also those that are partnering with us, those that are sending in their port bills. We really appreciate. Thank you very much, guys. You are helping us to keep on subscribing, um, port bill, uh, all the payments that needs to be done. We are not yet there. We are targeting the premium version. So continue to sh continue to partner with us with your port beans continue to partner with us so that we can get the premium version uh it has got so many benefits that we can use so thank you very much for, for for partnering with us continue to do so if you haven't partnered with us i encourage you to do so just go to to, 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 the, to the gift box there you see, you, you see options to send in some port beans and you see options to become a super fan. We really appreciate. Thank you very much. If you love our parents, like I said, can I see some love and more fire in the comment section as we continue to share and as we continue to gear up for prayer. If you are looking for an undiluted word, you are on the right platform. If you are looking for a platform to pray, to be encouraged in prayer, you know, sometimes when you try to do it alone, you might not push as much as you can do when we are together so this is the right platform that you will be encouraged uh, um, our ministry line will be, will, be, will, be, will be in our comment section as the program progresses so if you want to, to to reach out to us you can call you can use the numbers that will be in our comment section as the program goes Thank you very much to those that are reaching us, that are reaching out to us. We really appreciate. Thank you very much. If you have any personal prayers or any form of counseling that you might want in anything that you feel that you need help, you can use the numbers that will be in the section. I guarantee you that you will find a solution somewhere, somehow it might be leadership it might be training it might be uh, a business anything that you can think of we have a father we have you know a covering that can cover all that we are so blessed we are so blessed we have a consultant we have a leadership trainer certified coach an author and international conference speaker ah, if you love our father come on show us some love show him some love in the comment section if you love bishop Osia tagara and um, and our might i trust you he's the best teacher that i've ever known a teaching prophet is in the house thank you very much for showing him some love uh, this moment in time i just want to ask you Prepare ourselves, prepare your heart. Uh, we are going to have one more worship song, um, and soon after that, the man of God will come in. But as we are doing so, like I said, prayer is already started. Continue to pray, continue to pray in the spirit, continue to pray in the spirit, and uh, continue to share the program in the name of Jesus. Thank you very much.
to the Lordship of Jesus exclusively. If Jesus is your master, if Jesus is your Lord, exclusively, let me see fire in the comment section. You say Jesus and Jesus alone is worthy of our worship. For there is no other name given under heaven by which we can be saved. Except this one name. The name of Jesus. So we say yes. So we say yes. He said, I don't do anything other than that which I see the Father do. So we say, Your will be done. Him and Him alone is worthy. Worthy of 
our worship and our praise. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. We alone is worthy. We will follow your lead. We will follow. We will follow. We will follow. We will follow. You lead and we follow. We will not hear the voices of strangers. You are our master. Oh, my soul. We will not hear the voices of strangers. My soul say yes to We will not hear the voices of strangers. Your voice we will hear Jesus. Your voice we will respond to Jesus. We will not hear the voice of strangers. We will hear your voice. We will hear your voice. We are your shepherd. You are our shepherd. We are your shepherd. You are our shepherd. Oh yes, Lord. The shepherd of my soul. I give you full control. Wherever you may be, I will follow. Shepherd of my soul. I give you full control. Wherever you may be, I will follow. Shepherd of my soul, I give you full control. Wherever you may be, I follow. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. Yes, 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 Lord. Anybody ready for the word? Anybody ready? Father, our hearts are open. Our minds are open. Our spirits are open. Our lives are available for change. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Let that be your prayer. 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 Give him the mandates. Give him the license. Give him the mandates and the license. Yes, God. Yes, God.
He is a good God. He is a good God. He is a good God. Say, Father, my mind is open. My spirit is open. My heart is open. I have an excitement in my emotions. I love your word. I love your word. I love your word. Who is ready for the word of God tonight? You don't receive the word of God with a closed heart. You want to open up your spirit intentionally. And say, God, put a word in my spirit. He says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you. We're not talking about a momentary excitement in the word. We're talking about abiding in the word of God. Abiding in him and his word abiding in us. Let him insert a word in your spirit. Let him insert a word in your spirit today. The doings of God in the earth are always announced by a word out of his presence. The doings of God in our lives. The dealings of God in our lives are platformed on the word of God. God is a dealer in his word. My God. And tonight I believe that the word of God is going to chart the flow of the anointing of God. When God speaks, his word charts the course for the flow of the anointing of God. That's why we love the word of God. We love it. I love the word of God. I love the word of God. Anybody that loves the word of God in here. You're welcome today. I know some of you it's morning. Some of you it's afternoon. And some of you it's midnight. That's how powerful God is. That he brings people in different time zones. Into a spiritual moment. And I pray that you're going to find this time together fruitful you're going to find this time together fruitful oh I love him 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 I pray for your ears I pray for a hearing ear that God will enable you to hear him that God will enable you to hear him it takes an ear opened by God and by the Spirit of God to be able to hear God. Hmm. Tell him, I don't want to worship you from afar. I don't want to hear your word from afar. You see, there's a crisis that has happened in our church, in, our, in the church of this generation. It's so sad that there is a hell-inspired fear of a personal relationship with God. I want you to know that nobody has a monopoly of a relationship with God. Nobody has a monopoly of the presence of God. 
God wants each and every one of us to have access to him. And that's the cause of our labor tonight. And every other time that men and women Becky, you're welcome. Pastor William, God bless you. Thank you for joining in. The desire of God is that men and women, old and young, educated and uneducated, rich and poor, may be able to have access and an unhindered access, undeniable access into the presence of the Father. God bless you, believe, for your giving. God bless you for your giving. God bless you for your giving. When Jesus was on the cross, unlike the days of old, wherein a high priest would have a chance by the casting of lots once in a lifetime to enter in the Holy of Holies and offer a sacrifice for himself and for those that would come to worship. With the rest of the people in the outer court and in the holy place. As Jesus was on the cross, a phenomenal thing happened. The book says, Good God Almighty, when he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You, 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 you want to understand this? The veil, the thick veil that separated the holy place and the holy of holies was torn from top to bottom. It was torn from top to bottom. If you look closely at the phraseology of what he said there, all throughout he had been referring to God as his father. When he's talking to him, he even taught his disciples, he says, when you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven. We hear him say, me and my father are one. I don't do anything other than that which I see the father do. Philip, how can you say, show us the father when you have been with me? Whoever sees me, sees the father. But here on the cross, at this crucial moment, he calls his father, my God. One of the powerful things that happened on the cross is the divine substitution. For there on the cross, Jesus took your place so that he can share with you his place. He became sin for us so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My God. I wish somebody would get this revelation. 
he rightfully had to call him God. Because in that moment he was not taking his position as a son of God. He was taking the place of a son of man. As a son of a fallen man, he had the right then now to call God, God, not father, because he then became the son of man so that sons of men can be called sons of God. And John 1 and 12 says, as many as received him, he gave them the power to be called sons of God. So on the cross, he became the son of men. He took the place of a sinful son of man that needed a God to serve him. So that the son of man, anybody born of a man that would dare believe and look at the cross would not die but have everlasting life. Good God Almighty. Anybody grateful for the, for the cross of Calvary? Anybody grateful for what Christ did? But here is a phenomenal thing that happened when he cried out. The veil was torn. Not from the bottom to the top. It was torn from the top to the bottom. Meaning to say this tearing was not a tearing of anybody that was on the earth. It was a tearing from above. That serves to say it was God himself. It was God himself. Bless you, bless you, bless you. That should be evangelist in Bible. God bless you. God tore the veil. Signifying that now. By the death of Jesus on the cross. Anybody has access. Everybody has access. Everybody has access. Into the presence of the father. Who is that man. Who has the right to tell you. That you cannot have access. Into the presence of God. When God himself made an open invitation on Calvary. Good God Almighty. I decree and declare over your life. That access into the presence of God. Is your undeniable portion. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Tonight. We are going to labor. Let me see fire if you are being blessed already. Let me see fire. Let me see engagement in the comment section. Let me see fire. Let me see engagement if you are already following and already being blessed. Oh my good God. First Timothy chapter number one. First Timothy chapter number one. First Timothy chapter number one. God bless you. Uh, pretty Tendai, Vanessa, Sandra. Uh, Makuaza, Joanne, Nyamayaro, Future, bless you. You are blessed and you are lifted in the name of Jesus. You are blessed and you are lifted. First Timothy chapter number 1 and 18. First Timothy chapter number 1 verse 18. First Timothy chapter number 1 and 18. But we're going to read from verse number 17. We're going to read from verse number 17. Now unto the king, 
Now unto the king. Now unto the king. Now unto the king eternal. Now unto the king eternal. It's very critical and very important that even as we posture our hearts and our spirits and our minds and our flesh, our will, our emotions, everything within us to worship God. We always remember that He is not our age. Have you ever wondered how old He is and how old you are? He is not the age of your mama, He's not the age of your papa, He's not the age of your friends. He is in a class of His own. It's very important each time we come before him. We always remember that we are coming unto the king. He is the king of kings. Good God Almighty. He is the king of kings. And he is the Lord of lords. Now unto the king. Now unto the king. eternal he is not only a temporary king he is the king eternal my god he is the king eternal of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end god bless you pastor windrus god bless you now unto the king eternal he is not a temporary king. He cannot be voted into power. He was never voted into power. He can never be voted out of power. That's why you can trust his judgment. You can trust his integrity. You can trust his faithfulness. Because he is not afraid of what can happen to his kingdom like the kings of this world. Now unto the king eternal. Aradebadai. He is the king eternal. He is the king eternal. Now unto the king forever. He is the king of an unbroken age. He is the king of the perpetuity of time. He is the king of eternity. He is the king of the worlds. He is the king of the universe. He is the ancient of days. The everlasting father. He is the rock of ages. Now unto the king. Eternal. You might have an influential place and position in your life. You might be honored among sons and daughters of men. And God is no, has no offense with that. But it's critical that coming as a person of rank. Coming as a person of honor in the presence of God. You want to always remember that you're coming before the King of Kings. You need to remember to remove your crown and lay it down when you come in the presence of the King of Kings. This is the secret to the sustainability of human honor. Any man and any woman that remembers to honor God sustains their honor among men. The simplest and quickest way to be demoted in life is to forget that you are honored among men, but you ought to humble yourself when you come in the presence of God. 
now unto the king eternal now unto the king not only eternal but immortal our god can never be killed our god can and has conquered corruption he is not liable to decay he cannot perish he is immortal he rose from the dead now unto the king eternal now unto the king immortal muhammad said if i die i will rise on the third day and history has it that after he died they placed him on a rock and they were anticipating but on the third day he will rise from the dead it was the third day muhammad could not rise it became the fourth day muhammad could not rise until dogs ate up his body but our god is the king immortal in the grave for the first day the second day not because hell death and the grave had power and subjugation over him but the bible shows us what he was doing in those particular days he went down even into the lower parts of the earth even in his death he was still serving some he went into the lower parts of the earth where the bible says he even preached to the souls that had died during the time of Noah. glory be to god now unto the king immortal now unto the king invisible you ought to understand that he is the king invisible he might not be as visible as our earthly kings but he is still king over our lives Hebrews chapter number 11 says whoever comes to God must believe that God is and that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him so we might not see him and we don't necessarily need to see him because of his kingdom we don't need confirmation through the senses by faith we understand glory be to God by faith we perceive the boundaries of his kingdom by faith we understand that his kingdom is in our hearts he is the king invisible glory be to god now unto the king invisible glory be to god he is the invisible king yet in him and through him all things consist and i uh, no sunday not only is he the invisible one he is the only wise god every other god is foolish i don't know now if he is the only wise god what scripture is saying is that every other god is foolish now if your god is foolish how about the worshiper of a god who or which is foolish good god almighty I want you to know that when you made a decision to be a worshipper of this God, you didn't make a stupid decision. You made the most wisest decision you could ever make in your life. The devil is a liar and Jesus is the Messiah. I want you to understand that when we made a decision for God and for Christ, God bless you, Elizabeth. God bless you. Good night. When we made a decision for Christ, we made a more than superior decision. The decision to love God, to know God, to worship God, and to intimate yourself with God is the wisest decision you could and you can ever make. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
now unto the king eternal the king immortal invisible and the only wise god i've come to let you know that our god is the only wise god the world might be at the end of its wits right now our doctors might have come to the end of their wits right now their wisdom is becoming folly and foolishness in the face of the whole world but we're still rising up as the body of christ as the bride of the always groom and decree with such joy and such pride in our faith that our god is the always god because he is king eternal because he is immortal because he is invisible because he is the only wise god let honor and glory be unto him forever and ever our god deserves all glory our god deserves all honor glory be to god glory be to god forever and ever Praise the name of Jesus. Now, what an introduction from a man. You want a man and a preacher and a pastor and an apostle and a prophet in this season. That he has to give you a proper CV of his God before he gives you their own CV. Paul is writing to his spiritual son Timothy. He doesn't project his CV ahead of the CV of his God. You need to understand that if there is any reason to honor a man of God, it's because of the God of that man. I'm in the kitchen here. I'm in the kitchen here. If ever there is any atom of reason to honor a man of God, it's because of the God of that man. If a man of God cannot introduce you to the God of that man, then that man is not worth following. If a man of God cannot introduce you to the God of that man, then that man is not worth following. We value the God of the man of God. You have to value the God of the man of God. You have to pursue a relationship with the God of the man of God more than a relationship with the man of God. So Paul introduces his son Timothy to his God. We have a generation of ministers that has sneaked into our ranks. We do not know their God. They don't reveal their God. But they project themselves more than the God that they serve. But Paul is a different apostle altogether. He understands his mandate clearly. His mandate is to introduce the God of the apostle, not the apostle of God. Tonight I want to introduce you to this God. So after introducing his God, after introducing this king, now Paul gets into the subject matter. He says, this charge I commit unto you. Uh, this charge I commit. In other words, this is not a suggestion that I'm about to give you, Timothy. It's a charge. It's a proclamation. It's a command that I'm giving unto you. 
It's a very critical instruction that I'm about to give unto you. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And he says, Timothy, my son, Glory be to God. This was not a biological relationship. This was a spiritual relationship that Paul and Timothy, uh, glory be to God, had. You see, until certain relationships are mature to a particular level, there are certain ways of speaking you cannot speak in a person's life. Until certain relationships have come to a particular level, you cannot even administer particular kingdom realities and truth in a person's life. Until certain levels of accountability and commitment to growth in Christ and in the knowledge of God has been demonstrated and committed to, there are certain levels of communication of divine truth of impartation that you cannot come to. But Paul has understood that Timothy is no longer just a stranger. Timothy is no longer just a visitor in my ministry. Timothy is not just a passerby. Timothy is a son. He is a covenant son. He is a covenant son. He says, Timothy, my son, this charge I commit unto you. According to the prophecies, you're going to get that now. According to the prophecies that went before you. God cannot do anything in the earth realm without revealing it. Revelation always precedes what God will make of people and what God will do with those people. I will repeat myself. Revelation always precedes or comes before what God will make of people. So before he makes Abraham a father of nations, he encounters him as a man battling with conception with his covenant wife, Sarai. And he gives him a prophetic decree that he was going to be a father of nations prophetic declaration revelatory utterance always goes ahead of the person that god is about to make you i have come to decree and declare in the same vein of revelation that god is about to make a somebody out of a nobody god is about to raise a minister out of the minister god is about to raise this a pillar of strength out of the one who was carried in weakness god is about to produce out of your life what you never expected Prophetic word and revelatory utterance always goes ahead of the person that God is getting ready to make you. He said, Sarai, you can no longer continue to be called Sarai. You are now Sarah. He begins to decree the person that she was going to become. And concerning Jesus, the Bible says, and even the very name Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, had to be decreed even before his conception because revelatory utterance has to go ahead of the person that God has to make you. Not only the person that God has to make you, but even what God is getting ready to do. So what Paul is teaching Timothy is that, you see, there is a person you are supposed to become. 
prepare. There is something you are supposed to do. There is a purpose. There is an agenda. There is an assignment of God on your life. There is a you that you are and you were in God that you have to manifest in the earth. And it is because of that you why prophetic word has gone forth ahead of you. Therefore, I'm charging you. I'm commanding you according to the prophetic revelation. I'm instructing you. Good God Almighty. I am instructing you according to the prophetic revelation that went before you. Listen to this. I love this. I love this. I love this. You see, prophetic word does not just have to be attached to your life a prophetic word from god a genuine word from god has a way of going ahead of you a prophetic word has got a way of going ahead of you glory be to god i decree and declare tonight that god will release a prophetic word that will go ahead of you in time and make a way for your manifestation in the midst of adversity and pulverizing paralyzing fear in our generation god is raising a generation but are not empty god is looking for a breed of believers that are not empty a breed of believers for whom a proceeding word has gone forth a word has gone ahead and isaiah 55 begins to bless my soul he says as the rain comes down from heaven and waters the earth causing it to shoot and to bat, so shall it be with my word it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which i sent it for so paul is saying to timothy there is a word that has gone ahead of you uh-huh. there is a word that has gone ahead of you you know why we speak in the manner we do you know why we speak prophetically the way we do you know why we speak apostolically the way we do is because your success in life is not guaranteed if there is no word that has gone ahead of you your success is not guaranteed if there is no word that has gone ahead of you we are preserved by the word of god that has gone forth ahead of us you see you can't easily prematurely terminate and destroy a man and a woman who has a word that has gone ahead of them when god releases a prophetic word ahead of you in time that prophetic word determines the long of your life the bible says there was a man called simeon it was revealed to him by the holy ghost that he was not going to die until he had seen the lord's christ i wish somebody was was catching this thing i wish somebody was catching this thing it was revealed by the holy ghost to to simeon that he was not going to die unless and until he had seen the lord's christ so because of the prophetic revelation and the prophetic word that he had gone ahead of him it doesn't matter how old simeon was going to become he still had to survive he still had to live you see when people are getting older their sight begins to die their sight begins to diminish but simeon's sight cannot diminish until he has seen good god almighty until he has seen that which the prophetic word that went ahead of him has declared concerning him i want to encourage somebody with a fresh word coming from god god is saying forget about dying postpone your funeral as long as there is a word that has gone ahead of you 
and you have not become the manifestation of that word and you have not achieved and accomplished what the word of God and that word predicated and described and stipulated then you are yet to die COVID is a small boy it has no power compared to the word that went ahead of you good God Almighty tonight tonight, this morning this afternoon this is not for empty vessels this word is just for somebody who says there is a word of God that he has gone forth ahead of me there is a word that has gone forth ahead of me Paul says this charge I commit unto thee my son Timothy according to the prophecies which went on uh-huh, they, which went before you <laughs> that you good God almighty through them might fight good God almighty that you through them might fight a good fight that you through them might war a good warfare right I want to bring a dynamic to spiritual warfare here glory be to the name of Jesus I want to bring a bit of enlightenment to warfare right here you see when you are a believer you don't just need to be a warfare liking believer but you want to be a skilled fighter when you engage in war glory be to God you want to be a skilled fighter when you engage in war and you want to know the weapons available to you the Bible says the weapons of our warfare they are not carnal, but they are mighty true and in God for the pulling down of strongholds casting down every thought good God Almighty so the weapons of our warfare they have an effect that scripture describes the weapons of our warfare they cast down thoughts and imaginations that exalt themselves about the knowledge of God and how is that possible how is that possible how is that possible you got to get this when God sends forth a prophetic word and revelatory utterance ahead of you in time and he brings it to you now concerning the future that you have not walked into what God is seeking to do is to change the framework of your mind and your way of thinking so that suddenly you begin to adjust the way you think the person you how you think of yourself the way you perceive life in adjustment to the word of God that is coming good God Almighty it's a rebellion and an error to still remain in your old mindset when a proceeding revelatory word has come concerning the person that God has ordained you to become you need to adopt a culture and a system that when God says something about you you don't describe yourself in a different manner to that which God has spoken. You say you are who God says you are. And you begin to declare that you're going to walk into what God has spoken concerning your life. Glory be to God. So, as a believer, I'm saying you don't have to be just a person who loves warfare that is ignorant. You don't just want to fight the enemy like you're fighting shadows, like you're fighting in the dark. You want to know the weapons that you have. And the Bible shows us that the weapons that we have, they pull down strongholds and they cast down imaginations. And that's perfectly what the word of God does. We spoke about how the blood of Jesus is a weapon of warfare. And tonight I want to talk about how the prophetic word is a weapon of warfare. Karabadiyazabah. 
the prophetic word of God is a weapon of warfare. I'm talking about a genuine word from God. A genuine revelation of who you are in God and what God has for you in your future. A genuine revelation of God's will, God's counsel, God's intent, and God's purpose for your life. It actually is a weapon of warfare. Paul says to Timothy, Now I want you to understand that even that you are a believer, good God Almighty, you see, this journey of faith is not for misses and models. You see, this is a warfare. The journey of faith is not a walk in the park. It's, an, it's a recruitment into warfare. That's what Paul is teaching his son Timothy. You see, there are promised lands that cannot be possessed until the believer who has been given the promise has put on a fighting attitude. You see, your journey of faith is not a walk in the park, but it's a warfare. Good God Almighty. There are things that you will not possess until you put on an attitude of a fighter. Why is this very critical? Because there is no promised land that is not already occupied. Consider this. There is no promised land that is not already occupied. God appears to the children of Israel in captivity and he sent forth a proceeding word. He said to Abraham, your children shall go into captivity for 400 years and after 400 years I will judge the nation that they will be under in slavery and I will cause them to come out but they shall not come out empty handed. Mm -hmm. They shall not come out empty handed. Though they came out after 430 years, that's a story for another day. Mm -hmm. But still they came out. Good God Almighty. Still they came out. And God gave them a promise. He says, uh, he, he, he gave them a promise of an inheritance of a land. And that land is called Canaan. And in that land that God is saying to the children of Israel is your promised land. Good God Almighty. They are actually Canaanites in that land. They are Israelites, but God is saying the land of Canaan is yours. But in the land of Canaan, there are Canaanites, there are Hittites, there are Gigasites, there are Perizzites, and only no seven groups of ites that are in there. Yet God is saying, This is your land. A word has gone forth. This is your land. So what do you do? What do you do? What do you do when you discover that the place God has called you to occupy? is occupied you have two options either you doubt that god said the truth mm -hmm. and you walk away <laughs> that with the conclusion that that, that 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 god said what was not true or you believe what god has spoken <laughs> and all of a sudden when you be, you see when you believe what god has spoken even though your promised land is occupied, it suddenly changes your mindset. So you don't see the occupants of your promised land uh, as, as owners of that land. You see them as placeholders. And that changes your strategy now. So when you know that they are placeholders and not owners of the land, how be it that they are not owners of the land because God said the land is mine? How is it that now you are saying they are not owners of this promise because God said it is yours? 
Deuteronomy 29 and 29, the secret things belong to God. But that which is revealed belongs to us and to our children. So how do I know it is mine? Because God has revealed it to me. When God, my God, my God, my God, I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. Let me see fire if you're trekking with me. Let me see fire if you're trekking with me. Let me see fire if you're following. Let me see fire if you're following. Let me see fire if you're trekking with me. Let me see fire if you're trekking with me. Let me see fire if you're trekking with me. If this word is blessing you, let me see fire. Let me see fire. If this word is already blessing you, let me see fire. Good God Almighty. So, because God revealed it to me, then I know that the promised land is mine. So, what do I have to do? I then understand that the occupants of my land are not owners of the land. And now, they are possessors, but I am the owner. The title deed was exchanged. The day I believed, that's when my name was put on the promised land. Do you know that when you believe the prophetic word, when you believe the revelation God has given you, concerning you, concerning the future, suddenly in the spirit, there is a name change and there is a transfer of ownership. Where do I get it? Hebrews chapter number 11, the Bible says in verse number 1, Now faith is the substance. Faith, believing God. Ayana Komandasaya, faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. Huh? That word substance can be translated substance, confirmation, and title deed. In other words, faith is the title deed of things that are hoped for. So when God speaks the word and I believe it, in that moment, according to God, the title deed is already given to me. The title deed is already given to me. Blessed is she that believed. Karavadaya. Blessed is he that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were spoken to her. Blessed is him that believes. For there shall be a performance of those things that are spoken to her and spoken to him. Glory be to God. So, what I'm seeking to establish here is that. You see, if you're going to possess what God has promised you, if you're going to become the person that God has declared you are and created you to be, you might not expect to walk in there with, with proper manicure. You might need to put on some knuckle bones. You understand? You might need to put on some fighting regalia and say to the devil and his courts, if you're going to remain and continue to insist having authority in my place where God has said I belong, then you better get ready for a fight. And for me, my confidence is that the one who declares ownership is on my side. Good God Almighty, I decree and declare over your life in this season, by your faith in God, by your trust in God, as you fight a good fight. Losonda Bakaya. As you fight a good fight. So that means he's saying to Timothy, I want you to fight a good fight. Right? I want you to go fight a good fight. But you see, you need to understand that as much as many Pentecostals and Charismatics talk about warfare, not all fair, not all warfare is good warfare. Not all fights are good fights. I was saying in the previous episode that it's not all battles that you are supposed to fight. 
It's not all battles, good God Almighty, that you are supposed to fight. You need to choose your battles carefully. The Bible says we do not fight. <laughs> we do not fight against flesh and blood. We do not fight against flesh and blood. <laughs> we do not fight against flesh and blood. But principalities, powers of darkness, we do not fight. In other words, when the warfare is in the level of the flesh, if you are a spiritual person, don't fight. Ariko you cannot fight there it's it's not all battles that we have to fight certain battles you have to step back he said to jehoshaphat in chronicles this battle is not yours meaning to say there are battles that you do not have to fight so not every fight is a good fight so what is an example of a fight that is not a good fight number one a fight that you're not supposed to fight is not a good fight uh, oh good god almighty a fight that you are not supposed to fight is not a good fight <laughs> my god a war that you're not supposed to fight is not a good war but paul says i want you to fight a good fight of faith i want you to wage a good war so what is a good war what is a good fight i don't know if you're following me what is a good fight let, the answer is in the verse the answer is in the word let scripture answer to scripture what is a good fight a good fight is a fight that you fight in accordance to the prophecies that have gone forth ahead of you a good fight is a fight that you fight according to the word of god first john 5 14 this is the confidence that we have that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and if we know that he hears us then we know we have already received what we ask of him so a good fight is a fight that you are fighting according to the word of god oh let me take a breather there uh, this has to sink <laughs> this has to sink a good fight is a fight that you fight according to the word of God. So because God said it, you begin to labor. You begin to... You begin to plan. This is how you fight a good fight. You begin to plan your life. You begin to imagine your life in accordance to the word of God. You begin even now to step out and design strategy. According to the word of God You even step out and begin to make plans in life According to the word of God Not only ending in envisioning, imagining and planning But you begin to actually execute And take practical steps In accordance to the word that God has spoken That's a good fight That's a good fight of faith Am I teaching here? Am I teaching somebody? Am I teaching somebody? Let me see fire if you're following. Let me see fire if you're following. Good God Almighty. Good God Almighty. Lande Basaya. I need to labor here a little bit on this word according. Lende Makosada. This word according. This word according actually is kata. Good God Almighty. K-A-T-A. This word according means down from. Oh, oh, it means down from. In other words, 
a good fight is a fight that is coming down from the prophecies that went ahead of you have you read isaiah 55 when it starts by saying my ways are not your ways as high as the sky is above the earth so are my ways above yours so when you begin to fight and pursue destiny according to the word of god your blueprint your strategy is coming down from the ways of god into your ways good god almighty ah, lande messiah according means coming down from praise the name of jesus it means coming down from the word according also means toward it means toward the word of god sets a direction of where life is supposed to go when god speaks concerning you he's pointing you towards who you are supposed to become when god speaks concerning what you're supposed to do he's pointing you towards what you're supposed to do and a good fight is a fight that you fight to go towards where the word of god is saying and to go towards becoming the person that god wants you to become now you cannot fight a good fight if you are going against the prophecies that went ahead of you oh good god almighty i pray somebody is hearing me here Karabadaba. any fight that you are fighting in opposite direction to the direction of prophetic word is a bad fight it's not a good fight of faith how can Ugadia Baronda Basaya? How can God fight for you when you are going against His will? How can God support you when you are going in opposite direction to where He's pointing you are supposed to be? The place of guaranteed defeat is the place where God has said, "Don't be there." Orande Kabadia Saya. The most risky place to be in life is where God has not said, "Be." you are not guaranteed of security you see those who do protocol i i have a couple of them here guys who are working with ambassadors and 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 and, and, and diplomats here you understand what i'm talking about the one simple protocol orandi kabadia zabaya one simple basic principle you understand when you're dealing with diplomats and protocol you need to understand that there are particular places where you are not legally supposed to be and when you go beyond the parameters of where you are supposed to be then you are not guaranteed of security whatever happens when you are outside the parameters of where you are rightfully supposed to be you are not guaranteed of protection that's why the bible says now let the peace of god uh, that surpasses all understanding <laughs> guard your heart and your mind in christ jesus you see the peace of god therefore becomes the empire it marks the boundaries of where you can safely abide in christ so that means when you begin to lose your peace you are outside the parameters of god's grace and when you are now outside the parameters good god almighty you are not guaranteed of god's victory and god's support actually scripture teaches us something that with god all things are possible with god all things are possible with god all things are possible
with that word that conjunction with is supposing and giving us an understanding that number one you are in partnership with god number two you are pushing in the same direction with god not in opposition not in opposition a good fight of faith is a fight you are fighting to remain in agreement to remain in the same direction with where god said you are supposed to go i hope you're trekking with me i hope you're trekking with me i hope you're trekking with me so he says i want you to fight a good fight of faith in accordance in agreement to the prophecies that went before and on ahead of you now paul writes and he says i have run my race huh? i have run my race and he says i have kept the faith i have run my race and i have kept the faith you see if you're gonna win this race that hebrews talk about seeing we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight that so easily clings to us and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us if you're gonna run this race successfully you need to understand like paul that number one paul says i have run my race so number one fighting the good fight of faith needs to be understood in this context as well you want to fight your fight Araba commander, you want to run your race. Paul says, I have run my race. There are many people who have gone ahead and they are very far, but they are running other people's races. In life, success is not being ahead, success is running your race and running it properly. Success is running your race and running it properly success is becoming you and who you are supposed to be in the fullness of what god expects you to become there are people that look successful according to people's eyes but they are not successful to god's eyes because they are running other people's races you want to run yours glory be to god according to other people you may not be doing much but heaven might be applauding you because you are running your race according to the word of god according to the will of god according to the revelation that god has given you do i still have somebody here do i still have somebody here do i do i still have somebody here run your race vanessa run your race mafumo run your race charity run your race mercy run your race release run your race run your race promise run your race Run your race. Oh my God. Where be my people here? Run your race, Winston. Run your race. Kabadaya, Sadaba, Kabadaya. Ledobosaya. Paul says, I have run my race. Leslie, run your race. Run your race. Paul says, I have run my race. Not only have I run my race. You need to understand this. I'm coming back to this scripture. He says, I've run my race and I have kept the faith. There it goes. There it goes. There it goes. There it goes. I have not only run my race, <laughs> Michael. I have not only run my race, but I have kept the faith. You see, when they are running 100 meters, 4 by 4 relay, when you are running a relay, 
you don't just target to be ahead of everybody you want to make sure that as you run you keep the baton you keep the stick in your hand we have many people that are still running and they look ahead but they have lost the faith this journey of faith is not all about how you started this journey of faith is not all about how you started but how do you finish I pray that you will finish well I said I pray that you will finish well I pray for you that you will finish well you don't just want to rush you don't just want to run you want to run your rest and finish it good God Almighty but how you finish matters Paul is saying I didn't just finish but I have kept the faith Jesus says I wonder if by the time I come back I will still find faith on it in other words people will be running races of religion but they would have lost faith along the way may God forbid that you win the race of religion but drop the baton stick of faith along the way I say may God forbid that you will be on record for breaking the record of running the rest of religion but you finish without the baton of faith in your hands guard your faith jealously Paul says I've run my race my race <laughs> I have run my race and I have kept this faith one common denominator that everybody that crosses the finishing line well ought to have is faith and this faith is not just confidence in things or a belief and conviction a strong mental assent that it's going to happen when we talk about this faith as a baton stick we are talking about number one believing in the finished work of calvary believing in jesus the author and the finisher of our faith there are many people who think faith is a positive feeling it's a positive conviction that something is going to happen you see even a heathen hears that when we talk about faith we are talking about having jesus as the center of your salvation believing that there is no other name by which we can be saved except by the name of jesus believing that he has been given a name that is above every other name that at the mention of the name of jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of the father we are talking about a strong solid confident foundation and trust in jesus christ and in god am i communicating here am i talking to somebody is somebody catching me here you want to run your race and make sure you don't you don't shipwreck your faith you don't shipwreck your faith you want to be careful in this generation you want to be careful in this season that you don't succeed at many other things but at the end of the day lose your faith 
that you don't run away of the rest of religion and traditions of men and yet at the end of the day you shipwreck your faith and you cross the line but without faith you cross the line with multitudes yet having lost the faith you cross the line on front pages of magazine having lost the faith you cross the line being a popular figure having lost the faith glory be to god glory be to god run your rest but keep the faith and how do you keep the faith you keep the faith by waging war and running your race in accordance to the prophecies to the word of god what is it that god has spoken when you believe that word and you run towards that word and you run down from the superiority and the authority of that word and you build your life towards that he said to moses build the tabernacle according to the pattern i've shown you he said to noah build the ark according to the pattern i've shown you so that's running your rest and fighting a good fight of faith the good fight of faith is a battle to continue believing what god has spoken against negative circumstances that are trying to convince you that what god has spoken is not going to come to pass i know i'm talking to some people right now who are saying men of god i know what god has spoken i know what the word of god says but my situation is convincing me that it's no longer possible but my time is convincing me that it's no longer possible my schedule my calendar my age i'm running out of time i don't think god would do what he said he would do your battle should be a battle of faith to keep the faith god says i should declare over you keep the faith the facts might be speaking otherwise but keep the faith the doctor's report might be saying otherwise but keep the faith your bank account might be saying otherwise but keep the faith your history might be saying otherwise but keep the faith your friends might be saying otherwise but keep the faith but keep the faith <laughs> but keep the faith keep on believing keep on trusting god declare i am a faith keeper declare i trust in god declare i have confidence in god some trust in horses some trust in chariots but we will remember the name of the lord some trust in horses some trust in chariots but we will remember the name of the lord so i charge you i command you i'm not gonna commanding you according to my emotions in accordance to the prophecies that went forth ahead of you you see one proper value of having a power in your life as a team of you is that they hold you accountable to the prophecies and the promises and the plan of God concerning your life the true essence of spiritual accountability 
is to have somebody who has a broader scope and a broader understanding of God's agenda and God's purpose for your life. Who then holds you accountable to that plan, to that purpose, to that promise and to that prophecy. Who will tell you, believe for a person called like you and for what you are called so you cannot walk this way future for the promise and for the sake of the purpose of God that you carry you cannot pray frivolously like this oh Linda Makasai that is the true essence of spiritual accountability I remember in my early years as a young man when I got into a particular relationship, I went to my pastor and I said, Pastor, I want you to know that I'm now in a relationship. He said to me, you should, I, I, am, I believe you know what you want. I believe you are mindful of the calling of God upon your life. I believe that you know what God wants to do with your life. So you better walk wisely. You see, spiritual accountability ought to help you to be accountable to the plan, the purpose, the promise, and the prophecies of God concerning your life. And that's what Paul is exactly doing here. He doesn't exist to manipulate the destiny of Timothy. He is not there to try and make Timothy his photocopy. The desire of Paul is to conform Timothy to the pattern to the framework and the blueprint that prophecy and the promises of God that went ahead of him want Timothy to become. Good God Almighty. I don't know if somebody is still following me here. It's heavy here tonight. It's heavy today. It's heavy today. It's heavy today. If you're still following me, I want to see fire in the comment section. Do I still have my fire board members here? Glory be to God. Let me slow down a bit. Let me slow down a bit. Let me slow down a bit. If you are still following and you are, you are catching something, if you are catching something, let me see fire in the comment section. You see, this, some of the things I'm speaking right now, they are not destined for your notebook. You will write notes when you do your download later on. But some of the things I'm teaching right now, they are destined for your spirit. They are food for your spirit. They are destined for your spirit man. It's your spirit man who has to eat this stuff. The words that I speak to you, Jesus said, their spirit and their life. Your spirit man feeds on the spirit dimension of the word of God. Your spirit man feeds on the spirit dimension of the word of God. Your spirit man feeds on the spirit dimension of the word of God. Your spirit needs this diet. Your spirit needs this diet. Karabada. Shotoko badiazaba. Losande kabadia bahaya. Loko soto bakaya. Holding on to faith. So this is what you need to hold on as you fight your good fight. Make sure you don't lose this. Karabada. Make sure you do not lose this. There are things that you should make sure you don't lose in this season. Who is catching this? Who is catching this? Who is catching this? There are things that you don't want to lose, promise. There are things that you don't want to lose, mercy. There are things that you don't want to lose, Mazita. One of them is in verse number 19 now. 
But there are things that you don't want to lose. No matter what you lose. You see, in life you're going to lose some stuff. In this journey you're going to lose some stuff. From the destiny bound, this is a statement of truth. Weight of all acceptance. You are going to lose some stuff. You're going to lose some stuff. You will lose friends. You will lose some people that you started working with. You will lose relatives. You will lose support. You will lose partnerships. You will lose certain platforms. You will lose certain doors. But you might even lose a spouse. You might even lose a child. You might even lose a pastor. You might even lose a church. You might even lose a building. You might even lose a car. You can even lose a husband. You can even lose an opportunity. But of all the things that you can lose, my God, there are some things you cannot afford to lose. If you're going to fight a good fight and win, if you're going to fight the fight of faith, if you're going to fight a good war and win, there are things that you cannot lose. Arabadaba. Number one, verse number 19. Holding on to faith. So you cannot lose your faith. You cannot lose your faith. You see, what you have lost, if you retain faith, you will recover it. Jesus lost his life. Oh, I hear you, Holy Ghost. Jesus lost his life. But he never lost his faith. That's why he even declared before he died, destroy this temple and I will rebuild it in three days. He was talking about the body, his life. And for sure, in accordance to the prophecies and the word that went ahead of him, after three days, he came back to life. Arande Bakaya, holding on to faith. Hold on to faith. How do you hold on to faith? Keep the right confession. How do you hold on to faith? Keep the right confession. Keep speaking what the word of God speaks. Jesus did not just resurrect by chance. He prophesied his resurrection. Some of you, you get compromised in your manifestation because you walk the journey to destiny quietly. You don't have to walk the journey to destiny quietly. Speak your way to the you that God has created you to be. Speak your way to the you that God has called you to become. Speak your way to the you, uh, yeah, to that which God has called you to do. I wish I'm talking to somebody here. You want to learn and open to open up your mouth and speak your destiny forth. For by faith we speak things that be not as if they are, and they come to pass. The utter, utterance, the utterance of faith is a spiritual technology that God has ordained that the universe should be run by. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. A man's belly shall be filled by the fruits thereof. God created the world that we know by the word of his mouth. 
You were created in the image of God. You also have power to create your own words by the words you confess. That's why David says, May the meditations of my heart and the confession of my mouth be acceptable in your sight, O God. So keep the right confession. That's number one. That's how you hold on to faith. Number two, may the meditations of your heart remain aligned to the word of God. May the meditations of your heart you see, many people try to regulate what they say, but they don't control the meditations of their hearts. Spiritual maturity is not just saying the right words, but it's meditating and thinking and pondering on the right kind of thoughts. It's better to speak right, but it's best to meditate right. Why? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the way you're going to keep your faith is to have the right meditations of the heart. And then to have the right confession. There should be faith in two places. Faith in your heart and faith on your mouth. Your faith has to be working in two places. Faith in your heart and faith on your mouth. That's how you keep and you retain your faith. God says, hold on to faith. And a good conscience, my God. Oh, oh, I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this coming. Holding on to faith and a good conscience. A good conscience. The Bible says the time shall come in those days that no neighbor shall teach his neighbor the law of God. But I will write my laws upon the tablets of their hearts. Am I still, am I still with people here? 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 A time is coming when no neighbor will need to teach his neighbor the law of God. But he says, I will write my laws upon the tablets of their hearts. How does God write the, his law on the tablets of our hearts? What ink does he use? What technology does he use? What coding system does he use? God writes his law on the tablets of our hearts by the infilling of the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit in us, the Holy Spirit is the container of the law of God, of the counsel of God, of the will of God, of the mind of God. You want to understand that when God gives you the Holy Spirit, He has given you, He has written His law on the tablets of your heart. So you want to keep a good conscience. Radebakada. So one of, the second thing you want to keep is you fight a good warfare is a good conscience. You see, religion says, if I do what I was told to do, then I am right. If I don't do what I was told not to do, then I'm righteous. So if I do what I was never told not to do, I'm innocent. That's what religion says. It's like the law. But you need to understand that in the new covenant, because of the Holy Spirit, who is the, the inscriber, the one who tattoos the laws of God on our spirits, it's not about the external law. It's not what you know from outside. It's a good conscience. Listen, this word conscience is a very interesting word. The word conscience if you just look at it closely, con science, con science, con 
science conscience con science my god con science inner knowing <laughs> con means inside inner and science means knowing mariko badiazaba lonzonda makoda biazaya conscience is inner knowing when the holy spirit comes in you he brings the inner knowing so you don't need to know from outside when you have the holy spirit you have the ability to know from inside that is what is called conscience inner knowing oh i'm plowing here i'm plowing here glory be to god i'm plowing here conscience is inner knowing so if you're gonna fight the good fight if you're gonna wage a good war if you're gonna run your race you wanna make sure you don't lose number one your faith number two you don't lose a good conscience paul says i have desired to preach the gospel with a clear conscience with paul it was not about what people say and what people don't say it was not about what religion said but or what religion did not say it was now all about what is it that his inner knowing what is it that the holy spirit is saying to him am i teaching here am i teaching is somebody tracking with me is somebody tracking with me is somebody tracking with me let me know if this is blessing you let me know if this is blessing you if this is building you up so you want to keep a good conscience in whatever you do what is your conscience telling you what is your conscience telling you what is your inner knowing telling you i know without being born again you can't trust your inner knowing all right with a life not surrendered to the holy ghost you can't trust your judgment but you see with the holy spirit you can trust your inner knowing you see children of god are not known in the spirit and according to god by the size of the bible they carry children of god are not known by the church uniform they wear children of god are not known by religious language and spookiness and weirdness you are known to be a child of god listen to this romans 8 14 how do we know you are a child of god they that are led guided and controlled by the spirit they are the sons of god so how do we know that you are now a mature son of god your inner knowing is yielded to the spirit of god so you are able to listen to what the holy ghost is saying in your heart everybody might not hear it but you are able to hear what god is saying because you are guided you are led by the spirit of god divine guidance divine leading divine submission to the holy spirit is a is the true sign of spiritual maturity i'm talking about inner knowing here praise the name of jesus oh good god almighty is anybody following here is anybody following in this season valerie you want to develop a heart that listens to the inner voice to the inner voice of the holy ghost elizabeth you want to say holy spirit let me grow in my consciousness my ability to hear sometimes people ask me how did you hear what you heard how did you know about the things that you know 
And if you are in the natural, in the flesh, you would be tempted to lie that I saw that, I saw that. But you know, you, God speaks to me through the inner knowing of the Holy Ghost. The inner knowing, my inner knowing, because my spirit is intertwined with the Holy Ghost. My spirit is one with God. So the mind of God intercourses with my mind. As the spirit of God intimates with my spirit. The true proof of your sonship is in your ability to cooperate, relate, and be guided by the Holy Spirit. And that then has a bearing on your conscience. The more you yield yourself to the Holy Ghost, the more your conscience becomes more godly and godly and godly and godly. Listen to this. Spiritual gifts are not a, a sign of spiritual maturity. My God, my God, my God. Spiritual gifts are not a sign of spiritual maturity. But sensitivity to the will of God and obedience are true measure of spiritual maturity. Ariko Badaya. Jesus lent obedience and pleased the Father. Not because he healed the sick, not because he raised the dead, not because he walked on water, but because he obeyed unto death. Ariko Badaya. He obeyed unto death. He obeyed even when it was not convenient. So it is that level of let me let me let me hold it there we might end up going too deep so holding on to faith and a good conscience which some having put away now watch this some having put away put away what faith in god and a clear conscience a good conscience which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck so Paul is teaching Timothy that you, you, you see what I'm teaching you. Some people have put away their faith, their trust, and their confidence in God. They have put away their clear conscience, their good conscience. And in the process, they shipwrecked their faith. They had a titanic experience in their faith journey. But I decree and declare tonight. You shall run your race and you shall finish well. I decree and declare over your life. You shall run your race. Your faith shall not be shipwrecked. You shall run your race and you shall finish well. Good God Almighty. You shall run your race and you shall finish well. You shall run your race future and you shall finish well. The future shall be kind to you. 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 Because you will create it by faith. Even as you contend for your most holy faith. Once delivered to you. As you run your rest. As you keep your faith. You will finish well. I think I have a few people remaining here now. I think I have a, little, a few people remaining here. Do I still have people here? 
do i still have people here i said you will run your race and you will finish well i said you will run your race and you will finish well i am badaya you will run your race and you will finish well i'm talking about the rest of your faith when he appears in the cloud you will be in that number good god almighty when he appears in that number you will be in the yanama in the cloud you will be in that number you will run your race and you will finish well i prophesy and i decree and declare even pertaining to your personal purpose and your personal destiny that which god has created you to do who god has created you to become you will run your race and you will finish well i declare an omega anointing upon your life i decree and i declare an omega anointing upon your life i decree and declare an omega anointing a finishing anointing a finishing anointing i declare an omega anointing looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of your faith good god almighty looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of your faith he is the alpha and the omega oh you better love this forget about the delta variant <laughs> because we have the alpha and the omega i hope you catch the revelation forget about the delta variant we have the alpha and the omega forget about the beta variant we have the alpha and the omega glory be to god looking unto jesus who is catching the revelation let me see fire if you are catching the revelation forget about the beta forget about the delta forget we have the alpha and we have the omega good god almighty we have the alpha and we have the omega no weapon formed against you shall prosper no weapon formed against you no virus shall uh formed against you shall prosper no covid formed against you shall prosper we have the alpha and the omega ayanda bakosa dabaya retala badio zondo kobadabaya lesondo bokobadaya your end is not gonna be determined by the delta variant your end is gonna be determined by the omega the omega anointing the omega anointing the omega if you don't believe it i claim it for myself my demise my end shall not be determined by the bitter variants my end shall be determined by the omega the alpha and the omega the author and the finisher of my faith good god almighty claim it for yourself claim it for your family claim it for your mama claim it for your father in the name of jesus hold on to faith already by sotebeka badaya who is being blessed here who is being blessed here you write in there what is impossible with man is possible with god let us sort of bakaya oh i feel the holy ghost i feel the holy ghost right here if you have not followed the hope universe podcast i want you to click that hope universe icon and follow right now if you have not followed this podcast click the hope universe icon right now i want you to click the hope universe icon right now and follow 
it's for your own good so that when i come live you get an immediate notification because there's something that's about to happen right now when we come back in this coming session when we come back just in a few minutes i'm coming to declare the omega anointing on the diverse areas of your life i'm coming to declare the omega anointing in the diverse areas of your life I'm coming to prophesy. Some of you were saying, but there is no word that is proceeded. There is no prophecy that is gone ahead of me. We're going to declare over your life a proceeding word. We're going to declare over your life a word that will go ahead of you. Some of you, your September, you need a word to go ahead into your September. You need a word to go ahead of you into your November, into your December, into your 2021. Glory be to God. Don't forget to partner. Don't forget to partner. If you want to be a monthly partner, our patron, there is a link that is coming continually in the comment section. I want you to follow that link and be a patron. Glory be to God. Follow that link and connect and partner with this particular online ministry. Glory be to God. I want you to prayerfully consider doing so. Glory be to God. Listen to the inner voice of the Holy Spirit. There is that link right now. That patron or partner link, follow that link. Follow that link. If you have not followed this page, click Hope Universe right now. Click Hope Universe. When I come in the... We're going to end this session and immediately it ends with starting a new session. We're going to just going to be doing impartation and prayer. So you want to make sure you follow so that immediately I go live. You're also coming in live. I want to see you in the front, front row. Immediately we reconnect. I want to see you in the front 